Magpapatuloy tayo sa ating series, Our Real Problem. We're, we are in the book of Romans. And actually, ito yung season one itong series na to. Mag-end na itong series na to today kasi magkukontinue tayo sa book of Romans. Of course, next week. Pero iba namang part ng, seri- ng season yon. Season two na yon. Ito mag-end na yung season one. Kung ano kayo ng series, ito yung season one. Our real problem. Tingnan mo ang katabi mo. Tingnan mo nga kung may problema yan. Mukha bang may problema? Whether problem yan sa love life, sa family, sickness, o katulad ngayon sa mga nagtataas ang bilihin. So financially we have problem. But we are in this series, and ito yung first part, kasi gusto namin maturuan lahat tayo na meron tayong talagang pinakagrabing problema. Na all of the problems here on earth is a result lang ng ating real problem. Ano yung real problem natin? Parang hindi kayo nakikinig ha? Pastor Bong? Ay, wala pala siya dito. Okay. Ano yung real problem natin? Sin. Kasalanan. Kaya nga lahat tayo makasalanan. And bakit real problem yun? Tinan nyo ha? Tinan nyo itong passage ito. In Romans chapter 1 verse 18. Ito na pag-aralan ito last week. Yung wrath ni God. Na His wrath is real. Talagang righteous yun. Tama yung wrath niya. And it's redemptive. Ano sabi sa Romans 1 verse 18? For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness. Ay, the unrighteousness of people. Meaning to say, lahat ng taong nagkasala and continuously sins, they will experience the wrath of God. Naku, malaking problema yan. Kasi ayoko ma-experience yung wrath ni God eh. At kapart ng wrath ni God, makikita natin sa Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27. Tinan mo sinabi ng writer ng Hebrews. And just as it is destined for people to die once. So pag namatay ka, kasi usually ganito yan, yung wrath of God, two ways yan na ma-experience natin. First way na ma-experience natin yan here on earth. Kaya nga may mga konsekwensi. Sino dito nagkamali na? Kamali na sa buhay. Ba, may hindi nagtataas ang kamay, turuan mo kami, paano ka hindi nagkakamali? Okay, lahat tayo nagkamali, di ba? Sino dito dahil nagkamali ka, may mga consequence, nasaktan ka. Ayan, nasaktan sa love life, sino? Ayaw umamin. Okay, so, di ba lahat tayo nagkamali, nasaktan sa love life, nagkamali, nakasakit ng kapwa, nagkamali, wrong investment, di ba? Na-attract ka sa isang parang cryptocurrency na ganito, binili mo, boom, bagsak. O yan, tumawa yung iba. Pero ganyan sinasabi ko, so nagkamali ka, nasaktan ka, may investment, nagkamali ka, nagkamali ka sa isang relationship. So marami nagkamali. Yun ang part yan ng wrath of God, yung mga consequences ng pagkakamali natin dito. But here's another consequence, ng wrath, uh, isa pang way na ma-experience natin yung wrath of God. And I hope and pray na lahat tayo dito, hindi natin ma-experience yung second way. Kasi yung second way na ma-experience natin yung wrath of God, eto yon. After you die once, after this comes judgment. Pagpatay ka na at you're living in sin nung buhay ka, hindi ka nagbago, hindi ka nagrepent, wala kang relationship kay God. Judgment. Ano ang judgment nun? Wrath of God. Because the truth is, ito ang katotohanan guys, God is the ultimate judge. Whether we like it or not, he is God. He is King. Siya ang ultimate judge. At pag tinignan niya, niya yung buhay mo, He's gonna judge us. He is the only one who has the right to judge us. He created us. He loved us. He wants us to change. He gave His life for us. But we have the freedom to follow Him or not. He is the ultimate judge. So kung siya ang ultimate judge, ang title ng message natin ngayon is ito. Are you guilty? or not guilty. Tingnan mo nga yung katabi mo kung guilty ba yan. Mukhang ngiti pa lang. Ngiting, guilty, guilty na eh. Mukhang natutulog, guilty talaga eh. So, are you guilty or not? Kasi siya yung judge eh. So, pagkaharap na natin si Lord, after we die, okay? After we die, kaharap na natin si Lord. Are we be, going to be declared guilty or are we going to be declared not guilty? Now, itong message na to, if you're the per- type of person na feeling mo hindi ka guilty, okay? Kasi may mga ganun talaga, may mga tao na feeling na hindi sila guilty. Kasi 
feeling nila mabait naman sila, feeling nila kung ito yung sins nila, ganito naman kagrabe yung kaba- kabaitan nila. Siguro naman na overshadow nung kabaitan ko yung mga kasalanan ko. Siguro naman pagharap ako kay God, Lord, ah, ang bait-bait ko, ang dami kong tinulungan, ang dami kong binigyan ng pera, wow, sana all ganun, di ba? So, ang dami kong ginawang ganito. So, kung ganun ka, iba sa inyo, baka yung naiinisip nyo, hindi naman siguro akong guilty, Pastor Marty, baka naman pagbibigyan ako ni God, itong message ito para sa'yo. And hindi lang para sa iyo, pati doon sa iba, let's say ikaw naman feeling mo guilty ka. Okay, feeling mo guilty ka. O sige na, ma- ma- makasalanan naman talaga ako, masama ugali ko eh. Pero wala akong pakialam kasi gusto ko tong ginagawa ko eh. Alam mo, ang daming tao ganun ngayon. Wala silang pakialam na sa ginagawa nila. Alam nilang mali in the eyes of God, pero wala na silang pakialam kasi para sa kanila, eh masaya ako eh. Nag-enjoy ako dito. Bakit po ba ako pinipigilan? So if kayo yun, at yun ang iniisip mo ngayon, para din sa inyo tong mensahe na to. Now for some of you, alam nyo rin guilty kayo and sa sobrang guilty nyo, Nyo, Pastor Martin, may pag-asa pa ba ako? May hope pa ba to? Ano ba mangyayari sa buhay ko? Kasi ang dami ko ng wrong decisions in the past. Ano mangyayari sa akin para din sa inyo tung message ito? Now, kung alam nyo na talaga yung answer to this question, you've read the Bible, you know about this topic, this message is still for you kasi nga it will remind us the important truth about God. So are you guilty or not guilty. Tell your, ask your seatmate, yung title ng message natin, sabi mo sa katabi mo, are you guilty or not guilty? Yan ang pag-uusapan natin ngayong araw na ito. So, in this topic, we will look at itong acronym na JUST. Kasi nga, God is the judge, He is just. By the way, ah, i-emphasize ko lang yung sinabi ni Pastor Bong last week na, bakit importante yung wrath of God? Importante yung wrath of God kasi makatarungan ng Diyos. Kung hindi makatarungan ang Diyos, hindi din sa loving. Ang Diyos na loving, talagang kailangan parusahan ang mga masasama. Yun ang tama eh. That's God being just. Now maybe some of you are thinking, eh bakit ganon, Pastor Marty? May mga masasamang tao, hindi niya pinaparusahan. Tingnan mo itong katabi ko. Hindi, huwag niya ituro yung katabi niyo, okay? Iba, hindi niya pinaparusahan. Don't worry. In His time, He will punish those who are wicked. But here's the thing. One of the reasons din kaya minsan ang tagal magparusa ng, ni, ni Lord, kasi grabe naman yung grace niya. Grabe naman yung hinihintay kanyang magbago. So yun ang grace ni God. Kung tayo nga, we deserve that punishment. Pero God is withholding that because He loves us. But He's warning us, huwag magbago ka. Or else, there's the wrath of God. So, going back sa ating topic ngayon, guilty or not guilty, ito yung mapag-uusapan natin. First, there's such a thing as a judgment day. Kung hindi ka naniniwala sa wrath of God, that there is a, na talagang merong pag-araw ng paghuhukom, today I will help you realize na merong such a thing as judgment day. Na talagang kailangan magbayad ng mga taong makasalanan sa Diyos. Second, yung iba kasi iba-ibang standards yung ginagamit. Kaya feeling na ibang tao, eh mukha naman ako mabait eh. We use his standards. Hindi standards natin. Siya yung judge eh. Nakapunta na ba kayo sa isang korte na merong kaso? Tapos sinabi ng judge, ano ba ang tama at mali? Diba? Depende lang sa'yo. Hindi pwede yun. Walang mananalong kasong ganun. Kailangan may standard. Kaya nga tayo may mga bylaws, may mga laws na sinusunod tayo. Meron tayong mga sinusulat na batas na kailangan pagmitingan ng congressman, ng senate, bago pirmahan, bago maging law. Bakit? Kasi kailangan, yun ang basis nung tama. Especially with the, our spiritual life, kailangan natin ng standard. And then matututunan din natin sa topic na ito, na si God, bilang ating judge, He seeks followers. Si Jesus, He seeks followers. And finally, Hopefully, may encourage tayo sa dulo that the mercy of the court is available. So can you ask your seatmate, handa ka na ba? Handa ka na ba malaman to? Handa ka na ba? Ayan, okay. So I want you to focus here because I hope this will make sense. Itong passage ito sa Romans chapter 2, naku, napaka-rich nito. A lot of people, when they read this, actually, first time kung basahin itong Romans chapter 2 before, hindi ko masyadong maintindihan na parang, ano ba itong sinasabi ni Paul? But when I studied it more and more as I read the Bible every year, nag-gets ko na, oo nga, no, importante pala itong book of Romans. Especially every chapter of the book of Romans para mas maintindihan natin kung sino talaga si Lord. So let's go first with number one, Judgment Day. Yan. Let's go to Judgment Day. Whether you like it or not, meron talagang Judgment Day. 
Talagang may day na paparusahan niya yung mga taong nagkasala sa kanya. And it usually happens, so sa binasa natin, after we die, comes judgment. Ang problem natin kasi ganito eh, is either we don't want to think about judgment day. Marami ako kilala, ayaw na pag-isipin judgment. Ayoko muna yan. For example, I talk about, let's say sa isang wake service. I talk about the, the God, Jesus Christ dying for our sins. We need to repent. We need to change. You know, some people, they don't want to think about it. Ay, ayoko mo na isipin yung death. Ayoko mo na. Baka kasi matagal pa yan eh. Ang dami tayo yun na iniisip. Pero di naman nangyayari sa mundo natin yun. Ang dami nagkakasakit. Di mo alam kung hanggang kailan yung buhay mo. Dapat natin pag-isipan na, wait a minute, meron talagang judgment day. Ang problema natin, sometimes we don't believe in the judgment day. Or sometimes we, ay, sometimes we don't think about the judgment day. Or sometimes we don't believe in the judgment day. Hindi, hindi, hindi. Hindi ako naniniwala na i-judge ako yung Lord. Love na love niya ako eh. Ganyan si God loving siya. Let's look at the book of Romans. Ha. Tinan niyo Romans chapter 2. Look at verse 5 and 6. Let's read this together. But because of your... Stubbornness. So, pause muna tayo. Tanong mo katabi mo, matigas pa ulo ko? Ayaw sa magotelo. Oo, matigas ang ulo mo. Ay, stubborn. Yan matigas ang ulo. Unrepentant. Tanong mo katabi mo, nagbago na ba ako? Naku, wag hindi siya magsumagot. Ewan ko na lang. Okay. Unrepentant. Ayaw magbago. Unrepentant heart. You are storing up. Tinan mo yung warning ni Paul. You are storing up wrath for yourself. In the day of wrath, alam mo, I'm so glad sinulat ni Paul to kasi he was warning those Jewish people who thinks na holy sila, okay sila, nag-church naman ako, nagpe-pray naman ako. Sabi ni Paul sa kanila, ang, yung iba sa inyo, ang stubborn, stubborn nyo, alam nyo na yung tama, ayaw nyo pa gawin. You still make excuses na baka naman mag-work to. Unrepentant, ayaw magbago. You're storing up for yourself in the day of wrath, revelation of righteous judgment of God who will render to each person according to his deeds. Now, judgment, if you look at in the scripture, it's according to our deeds. Now, maybe some of you are thinking, eh, di ba, salvation is by faith. I'm gonna explain that later on. Pero kaya to sinabi ni Paul, kaya sinabi to ni Paul, kasi gusto niyang i-warn yung mga tao. Pag hindi kayo nagbago at humarap ka kay Lord, ang titingnan niya yung mga gawain mo. And pag nakita niya yung gawain mo, a lot of you will not pass. In fact, maybe all of us, if we don't repent, will not pass. Guilty tayo. Kaya niya winawarn yung mga Israelites, yung mga Jewish people, even yung mga Gentiles na nakakabasa nito, yung mga hindi Jew, yun yung Gentiles, winawarn niya na, huy, may judgment day. You know, one of the best uh, explanation that I always give people, dun sa mga hindi naniniwala sa Judgment Day, ah, I always say, say to them, alam mo kung bakit naniniwala ako sa Judgment Day? Kasi si Jesus naniniwala sa Judgment Day. O anong, ano ngayon kung naniniwala si Jesus? Si Jesus, namatay siya. Nabuhay siya muli. Walang ibang nakagawa nun. So ibig sabihin, totoo yung mga sinasabi niya na He is God. Totoo yung sinasabi niya, He's the only way, truth, and life. At pag sinabi niyang may hell and may judgment day, totoo yun. Hindi ko pwedeng baliktarin yun. Ang dami kasing tao hindi matanggap na may hell, na may wrath of God. Bakala ko ba loving si Lord? Kaya nga may judgment kasi loving nga siya. Kailangan parusahan yung mga taong masasama ang ugali, yung mga taong hindi nagbabago. Gusto mo ba pagdating mo sa heaven, yung taong kinakainisan mo na hindi nagbago, nasa langit din? Ayaw mo, ayaw. Di ba parang, ba't ka nandito? Eh wala, eh, pinapasok ako eh. Kung nagbago siya, okay. Kung talagang may relationship kay Jesus, okay. Pero kung kunyari sinabi lang ni Lord, sige na nga, kahit sino na lang. Hindi pwede yun. Kaya nga, mababaliwala yung death ni Jesus kung ganun lang. Bakit pa siya namatay sa cross? Kung ganun lang pala, kahit sino lang pala, kahit masama ugali mo, papasok ka ng langit. Di ba? Of course, salvation is for everyone. Pero if we don't repent, if we don't have a relationship with Him, hindi tayo makakapasok ng langit. Kaya sinulat ni Paul to, hindi pa niya sinasabi yun na kailangan natin magmanampalataya kay Jesus. Ang sinasabi pa lang niya dito, winawar niya yung mga tao, Hoy, magrepent na kayo, magbago na kayo. Sabi mo nga sa katabi mo, Hoy, magbago ka na. Tama na yan. Okay? Tama na yung ginagawa mo. And look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. But to those who by perseverance, ito, kinumpare naman niya. So sabi niya, if matigas ang ulo mo, unrepentant ka, may day of wrath ka. Pero, if you persevere 
in doing good, meaning to say, you really love God. You're doing it because of the Lord. Mahal mo siya. You seek glory and honor and immortality. You will have eternal life. But to those, inulit niya ulit, but to those who are selfishly ambitious, meaning to say, makasarili. Diba ang daming yun? About self lang. I love myself. I know myself. I know what's best for me. Yan ang makikita mo sa social media. Yan ang makikita mo sa mga maraming celebrities. Hindi all ha, pero ang daming celebrities, ang daming athletes, sinasabi nila, it's about me. I'm really good. Okay ako. I know what's best for myself. Selfish ambition. They do not obey the truth. Ang truth nila, yung sarili nilang katotohanan. At pag may sinabi si God sa word niya, or may sinabi si God through other people, ayoko paniwalaan yan, bakit? Hindi tugma sa truth ko eh. Yan ang nangyayari sa world ngayon. Yan ang sinasabi ni Paul. Kung yan ka, selfish ka, ang sinusunod mo lang yung feeling mong katotohanan mo, and you don't obey, uh, and, and you obey unrighteousness, ito yung sayo, wrath indignation, may punishment ka. And then look at this, ito ba, patuloy na warning ni Paul, there will be tribulation, distress for every soul of man who does evil. Imagine, two ways yan ha, habang buhay ka, may consequence. Pagpatay ka na, there's a day of judgment. Now I know a lot of us naka-experience na tayo ng consequence dito sa earth. Ang prayer ko na through this message, maging warning na sa atin, magbago tayo. Maging warning na na, oh, nga, no? I don't want to keep on living a life who does evil. Kasi sinabi ni Lord, may tribulation eh. Sinabi ni Lord, may punishment eh. Of the Jew first and also of the Greeks. In other words, hindi lang yung mga Jewish people. Kaya niya sinabi of the Jew first. Kasi ang kausap niya yung mga Jews. Yung mga Jews kasi during that time, marami sa kanila may ayabang. Mar- marami sa kanila, ang taas ng ano nila, ng feeling nila, uy, okay ako, accepted ako kay God, pinili ako ni Lord. Yung mga non-Jew, hindi yan. Yung mga uncircumcised, hindi pinili ni Lord yan. So sinasabi ni Paul, kahit Jew ka, as long as you're doing evil, you will also experience the wrath of God. But glory, binalik niya ulit, glory and honor and peace to everyone. Sino daw? Oh, that's good. To the Jew first, inulit ulit, and to the Greek. Bakit sinabi ni Paul to? Kasi kay God, there is no partiality. In other words, lahat tayo, mahal ni Lord. Hindi siya namimili or pinipilit niya yung mga tao. Lahat tayo, mahal ni Lord. Yung death sa cross ni Jesus, para yan sa lahat. There's no partiality with God. For all who have sinned without the law, meaning to say, yung law ni Moses, ay yung sinulat ni Moses, yun ang sinusunod ng mga Jews eh. Sa kanila kasi, yung mga Jewish people, dahil meron sila nung law, feeling nila ang righteous nila. Kaya nga, hawak-hawak nila lagi yung law, nasa forehead nila, nasa arm nila, laging daladala nila yung law. Tapos sabi ni Paul, kahit may law ka, Kahit na, sinu, kahit na feeling mo, karga mo yan lagi, at feeling mo dahil karga mo yan lagi, ligtas ka na, okay ka na, you will perish because of your sin. There will be the wrath of God. Will perish without the law, and all who have sinned under the law will also be judged by the law. So everyone, whether you have the law or you don't have the law, my judgment yan. Yun yung first part nitong Romans chapter 2 na binabasa natin. And I'm so glad sinabi to ni Paul kasi para ma-realize natin may judgment talaga, may judgment day. Alam mo bakit importante yung malaman natin na may judgment day? Kasi if there's no punishment, people will most likely keep on doing what is wrong. Sabihin natin hindi ka mapapanish pag nag-cheat ka. Marami siguro sa atin dito or maybe hindi naman marami. May iba sa atin dito nung college ka, high school ka, mahilig ka mag-cheat. Paano kung sinabi ng teacher, o oh, kung mag-cheat kayo, wala nang punishment ha? Anong gagawin nyo? Malamang mag-cheat din ako. Wala nang punishment eh. Well, let's just say, dito sa Pilipinas, hindi ka na mahuli pag you beat the red light. Wala nang punishment. Malamang you will keep doing that. Or let's just say, okay, pagdating sa work, hindi ka na mapapanish pag na-late ka. Di ba? O di okay. Uy, okay. Gising na 10 a.m. Pasok ako mga 11. Bakit hindi magagalit ang boss ko eh? Let's just say, sinabi ng boss mo, kahit hindi na kayo mag-submit ng report, wala, kahit hindi nyo submit yung report on time, wala ng punishment. Hindi nyo gagawin eh. Hindi nyo nagagawin eh. Wala naman pala bakialam eh. Hindi na ako, wala ng punishment. Now, I know some people, meron tinatawag yung psychology na positive reinforcement. Diba? Kunyari, o, oh, magbibigay o ng price, gawin mo lang to. But you know what I realized? Yung positive reinforcement, may limitation yon. For example, sa anak ko. 
Pag sinabi ko sa anak ko na, oh, huwag kayong mag-away ha. Kung hindi kayo mag-away, bibigyan ko kayo ng prize. Eh pag hindi niya gusto yung prize, mag-aaway pa rin sila. Pero pag sinabi ko, sige, pag nag-away kayo ha, babawasan ko yung time mo sa paglalaro sa phone. Ano mangyayari ngayon? Ay, sige po, sige po dad. Okay, hindi na kami mag-aaway ngayon. ba? So may bearing yung punishment. Kaya na-appreciate ko na ganun ka-wise si God. He placed that in the scripture to warn us, to tell us that He is the God of wrath. He is judged. But also to motivate us na huy, kailangan mong magbago kasi may consequences. There is such a thing as a judgment day. So again, tap the shoulder of your seatmate. Sabi mo, magbago ka na please. Okay? Magbago ka na. Okay. So we first discussed the judgment day. And then now we're going to look at yung standard niya. Lahat to, nasa Romans chapter 2, pinag-aaralan natin. Kasi the truth is, meron talagang standard. Yung iba kasing tao, inisip na, okay, sige, sige, naniniwala na ako, Pastor Martin, naniniwala na ako may judgment day. Sige na, okay, may judgment day. Pero parang okay naman ako, di ba? Parang bait ko naman eh. Itong katabi ko, tuwan-tuwa sa akin. So, baka naman tatanggapin ako ni Lord. What's your standard? Kasi sa world ngayon, ito yung mga standard na uso. I'm a good person. Diba? Marinig ba? Oh, good person naman ako ah. I practice my religion. Oh, matend naman ako ah. May degrup ako ah. Okay naman siguro yan. Ligtas na siguro ako. Hindi na siguro ako guilty. May degrup ako. Nagbigay akong tithes. Ang laki ng binigay ko ha. Ang aga ko sa church. Oh, hindi ako natulog ngayon. Amen. Diba? I practice my religion. Or, I love people. Yeah, uso yan ngayon eh. Love, puro love lang. Kahit mali na yung ginagawa ng tao. Di, tanggapin mo lang yan. Mahalin mo yan. Diba? Ganyan ngayon eh. So, yung mga tao, ganyan sila. Ay, basta nag-love ako. Basta nilalove ko itong mga tao na to. Ah, basta nilalove ko naman lahat ng tao. Wala akong kagalit. Kahit nasaktan na ako, hindi pa rin ako galit. I love people. Actually, I'm better than a lot of people. Itong katabi ko ngayon, na kung sama nito kung kilala mo to, Pastor Marty. Ako ang bait-bait ko. Yung level ng kabait ako dito, eto, ewan ko na lang. Pero, baka iniisip na iba, I'm better than a lot of people. Hindi naman ako kriminal, hindi ako manloloko, hindi ako, ako pa nga loko. Or, for some people, hindi ko alam ano reason mo, but for some people, in, my, in their own eyes, I'm okay. I'm a, an okay person. Sakto lang ako. Okay yung investment ko, okay yung family ko, okay yung trabaho ko. I think I'm okay. Now my question is, anong basis ng standard mo? Kung yung iba sa inyo, itong pinanghawakan nyo, paano nyo nasabi yan ang tama? Kasi we only have one God. Kung maraming basis ang standards natin, kung maraming standards sa mundong ito, pati sa spiritual life, ha, maraming standards, chaos yon, kaguluhan yon. In the same way sa isang bansa, Pag maraming standards, actually, kahit na nga may standards ngayon sa isang bansa, medyo magulo pa rin, tinutwist mo yung law, di ba? Kunyari lang, simplihan lang natin, kunyari sa school, yung pagli- pagiging late, kung walang clear standard kung sino nagdi-decide ano ang ibig sabihin ng late, one minute ba, late ka na, two minutes ba, late ka na, or five seconds ba, late ka na, kung walang nagbigay ng standard nun, kung walang isang tao na magdi-decide or a committee na magdi-decide, chaos yon. Kasi kunyari may sampung sudyante na late sila. Yung isa 5 minutes na late, yung isa 10 minutes na late, yung isa 1 minute, yung isa 1 second na late. Tapos sinabi na, ah, actually ikaw 10 minutes na late, hindi ka talaga late. Pero yung 1 second, I think late ka. Magulo yun, di ba? Magulo yung ganun. Hindi pwede kung sino-sino lang magde-decide. Kailangan may mag-decide ng isang tao. Ito ang standard. Yun ang sinasabi ni, ni Apostle Paul dito. Hindi pwedeng tayo ang magbigay ng standard kung ano ang tama or mali. Hindi pwedeng tayo magbigay ng standard kung guilty ka or hindi. Si God ang nagbibigay noon. Kaya nga, yung problem ng standard, problem din ng mga Jewish people. Kasi sabi ni Paul, for it is not the hearers of the law who are righteous before God. May standard kasi mga Jewish people eh. Alam mo yung standard nila, nakinig naman ako ah. Alam mo daming tao sa mundong ito nakikinig sa Bible. Dami nga sa CCF, makikinig eh. Pero hindi yan ang hinahanap ni Lord. Anong hinahanap ni Lord? The doers. The doers of the law who will be justified. It's not the here standard kasi nila. Umaten ka nung, 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 uh, nung, sa church nila, umaten ka dun sa synagogue nila, nakinig ka sa Pharisee, sa church leader, ay righteous ka na before God. Yun ang standard ng mga Jewish leaders. 
Kasi sinasabi ni Paul, hindi yan ang standard. Ang gusto niya, doers of the law. God's standard is faith in Him that is shown in our obedience. And I'll explain that later on sa third point natin. Kasi ang gusto niya, yung may pananampalataya tayo, and dahil dun sa faith, pagmamahal natin kay Lord, we obey Him. And let's continue with the passage. In Romans chapter 2, verse 14 to 15, tinamay sinabi ni Paul, for when the Gentiles who do not have the law, yung mga hindi hudyo, na wala sila nung law ni Moses, yan ang ibig sabihin nito, Sila, they do extens- extensively the things of the law. In other words, sila pa nga yung Sila na walang law ni Moses, parang mas alam pa nila yung law ni Moses kaysa sa inyo mga Jewish people. Tinan sabi niyo, these not having the law are a law to themselves in that they show the work of the law written in their hearts. Parang nasa puso nila yung law. Di ba? Medyo mahirap intindihin o pag binasa mo. Ano ibig sabihin ito? Yun ang ibig sabihin nun. Yung mga hindi Jew, kasi yung mga Jewish yung medyo, medyo may spiritual pride sila eh. Sila hindi ligtas, ito yung standard namin. Ang sinasabi ni Paul, hindi yan ang standard. Hindi kayo nag-o-obey. Itong mga to, they are obeying God. In their conscience, nakukonvict sila. Bearing witness and their thoughts alternatively accusing or else defending them. In other words, nakukonvict sila. Yung conscience sila, mas base pa sa word ni God. Kasi yung conscience natin na i-influence niya nung pinapaniwalaan natin. Yung ibang tao, ang conscience sila, okay lang gawin tong masamang to. For example, may mga tao, okay lang manloko ng babae, okay lang manloko ng lalaki, okay lang iwanan ng pamilya nila. May ganung klaseng conscience ha? It's a twisted conscience in this world that it's happening right now. Bakit ganun ang konsensya nila? Kasi lumaki sila na yun ang paniniwala nila. Na sinasabi ni Paul dito, yung mga Gentiles ito, na hindi pa nga nila nabasa yung law ni Moses, yung conviction nila connected sa law ni Moses, ayaw nilang mga liwa, ayaw nilang manloko ng kapwa, ayaw nilang manira ng mga kaibigan nila, nagbabayad sila ng tama, ino-honor nila yung mga authority sila, sila pa yung nag-o-obey sa akin, kayo hindi. Yun ang sinasabi ni Apostle Paul dito. At hindi lang yun, tinumay sinabi niya, but if you bear the name Jew, eto, pinapatamaan na niya yung mga Jewish people, Kasi sabi nila, Jew ako, okay ako, and rely upon the law. I have the law of Moses and boast in God. Lord, I know the law of Moses. I memorize a lot of those. And know His will. Approve the things that are essential. Be instructed out of the law. In other words, lahat ng teachings, alam ko yan. Paul, alam ko itong mga to. And then, tinamay pa yung sinabi, tinamay sinabi. And are confident that you yourself, kaya nga may spiritual pride sila eh. You yourself, eh, ano daw sila? Guide to the blind. Sa tingin kasi nila, blind yung mga non-Jewish people. Lost yung mga ibang Roman people. Lost yung mga Greek. Kunyari tayo, nakasama natin yung mga Jews during this time, sabi nila, ay yung mga Pinoy na yan, lost yan. Kailangan nyo kami, mga Jewish people. Kasi kami ang tama. Alam namin yung law of Moses. We're the guide to light those who are in the darkness. We are the corrector of the foolish, a teacher of the immature. O, di ba? Ang gaganda ng description na sila, nila sa sarili nila. Having the law, the embodiment of knowledge and of truth. Alam namin yung right knowledge and truth. May kilala ba kayong ganyan? Sana hindi tayo ganun, no? Tinumay ka tabi mo, ganun ba ako? Tanong mo nga, tanong mo nga, baka makatulog yan eh. Ganun ba ako? May spiritual pride ba ako? Feeling ko ba alam ko lahat? Kasi importante nga kay Lord is obedience. Tino mo sinabi ngayon ni Paul. Let's say ganito yung tingin mo sa sarili mo. Tsaka usap niya yung mga Jewish people dito. And para sa atin din to, kasi minsan ganun na tingin natin eh. Ito lang yung standard na nag-work. Itong standard na to, kahit na hindi biblical, okay lang to, mukhang tama naman eh. Eh kung hindi mo ino-obey si God, kahit anong standard pa yan, mali yan in the eyes of God. At pag umarap ka kay Lord, ang sabihin ni Lord, sorry, guilty ka. Kasi hindi yan yung standard eh. Kaya nga kinaklarify ni Paul yun. Kaya sabi niya, ikaw, na iyan natingin mo sarili mo, you who teach another, do you not teach yourself also? Diba ikaw rin, dapat tiruan mo rin yung sarili mo? Diba dapat alam mo itong mga to, yung mga law na tinuturo mo sa ibang mga tao? So syempre sila, oh alam ko yun. So you preach the, that one shall not steal. Eh di ba ikaw rin nagdakaw? So tahimik yan. Kung ikaw yung nagbasa at alam mo nagdakaw ka, uh, oo. You who say that you should not commit adultery. Naku, madaming ganun. Di ba, do you not commit adultery? Syempre, parang papapaganun na sila. Ano ba ito sinasabi ni Paul? Nasakit ah. You who abhor, oh, who abhor, abhor idols. 
Do you rob temples? Di ba ikaw rin? Di mo ino-honor si God sa temple? Ninanakawa mo yung temple, yung mga sanctuary ni Lord? You who boast in the law, through your breaking the law, do you dishonor God? Di ba ikaw rin you break the law? For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. Alam ang sakit ng statement na yan. Kasi sinasabi ni Paul, maraming tao na Gentiles, hindi naniniwala kay Jesus. Kasi pag tinignan nila yung life mo, na-realize sila, ay ganyan pala ang isang Jew na naniniwala kay Lord. Nailagay natin sa context natin. There are people in the Philippines and all over the world na nag-stop sila maniwala kay Jesus or nag-decide sila na hindi na maniwala kay Jesus dahil may mga taong yung ugali nila, it doesn't reflect Christ. Kaya nga sinabi ni Paul to, para ma-remind hindi lang yung mga Jewish people, pati tayo, na yung standard ni God ang susundin natin and yung standard niya is obedience. Or else, magiging stumbling block tayo sa mga tao. Kaya nga, look at the statement. Ha? God is looking for obedience. Not to impress God. Ha? Hindi yung mag-obey ka. Oy, nag-obey ako to impress the Lord. Ha? For example, prayer and fasting. Ay, magpa-fast ako. Bakit? Para pag nakita ako ng D-group leader ko, okay, ilang beses ka nag-fast? 40 days po ako nag-fast. Wow! Kalingwa! Paano ka nag-survive? Si God eh. Yan, di ba? So minsan may parang pride na eh. Now, I'm not saying you don't do that. Pero sometimes, kaya nga sa book of, sa, sa Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 5, in explaining Jesus, don't, when you fast, don't announce it to people. It's between you and the Lord. Kasi nga, kaya ka nagpapahas, broken ka before God. You're depending on the Lord. Kaya mo ginagawa yan. Some people kasi nag-obey sila just to impress people or impress God. Oh Lord, ah, nag-obey ako para matanggap ako seven. Oh. Naglagay ako ng tights na malaki. Ah. Picture mo nga pa, selfie nga. Di ba? Wala naman siguro ganun dito sa CCM. Napupunta ka sa tight box. Wait, picture mo ako. Story natin to. 10,000 pesos. Di ba? Hindi natin gagawin yun. But we obey. Ang gusto ni God ito. We obey because that obedience comes from our love for God. Because here's the thing. If you obey just to impress people and impress God, hindi ka tatagal. Eventually, pag may pinagawa si God sa'yo na alam mong hindi mo kaya, alam mong mahirap, at alam mong parang against sa kagustuhan mo, magdi-disobey ka na. Pero pag ginagawa mo yon dahil mahal mo si Lord, kahit mahirap ang pinapagawa niya, gagawin mo. Kasi mahal mo si Lord eh. Kaya nga yung third part natin, it's not just the judgment day, hindi lang yung standards niya, yung pag sinabi nating obedience, he seeks followers, yung mahal siya, yung may pananampalataya talaga sa kanya na, you are my Lord, you are my Savior, I'm doing this because I love you. Yun ang hinahanap ni Lord, yun ang hinahanap ng ating judge. Hindi lang yung nag-obey ka para mag-impress ng tao. Kasi here's the thing, pag nalaman na ng mga tao, kunyari may judgment day, may standards, Standard. Ang problem natin ganito, sometimes our problem is we think we can work our way out of the judgment. When I say work our way out of the judgment, minsan nagiging sip-sip tayo. Kunyari, let's say, ako naralala ko nung high school ako, nagkamali ako, sa, may, may mali akong ginawa sa school, okay? Hindi na, okay naman ako, mabait naman ako generally sa school, okay? But there was this time na parang medyo nabubora ako sa class. So ang ginawa ko, nag, gumawa ko ng mga prank na jokes na sinulat ko sa papel, tapos pinapa, all boys school yun eh. So sabi ko, uy, pasa mo, pasa mo. Tapos matatawa ako kasi pag binasa nila yun, basically nakasulat, huwag kang tumingin sa taas, may butike. Okay, yun yung nakasulat. Okay, so sorry. <laughs> so, so syempre, sabi ko sa kanila, uy, tinan mo, titingin niya sa taas. So titingin siya, so tatawa kami. Tatawa kami. So may isa, pinasaan namin, tumingin siya sa taas, tapos tawa kami ng mga kaibigan ko. Medyo sa may gitna kami, hindi kami sa, medyo gitna na gilid. Wala kami sa, wala kami sa likod, sa may gilid. Tapos afternoon, oh, pasa mo sa isa pa. Tapos dumadami na yung tumatawa. Eh, yung pala nakita ng teacher namin. At alam niya ako yung nagsimula. So after class, sinabi niya sa akin, Marty, can you go to my office? So siyempre ako, huh? So gilding guilty ako. Pero kasi ito yung problem ko. Ito yung isang ginawa kong advantage. Since mataas ang grades ko sa class na yun, and medyo sip-sip ako doon sa professor, so alam mo yung mga style na, Prof, sige na, ngayon lang naman eh. Di ba? Mahilig tayo sa ganun eh. For example, nahuli ka ng polis. Color coding ka, 5 to 8. Ano usually yung sinasabi mo? Ay, hindi ko alam. Ganito rin ba? Sige na, pagbigyan mo. Di ba? Nakakatakas tayo sa mali eh. Ilang beses na ba natin nagawa yun? Na we work around dun sa alam na nating mali. 
I'll be, I, I'll be honest with you. Minsan guilty ako sa ganun na, sorry sir, sorry. Sige na, minsan lalabahan. Sige na, wag na. Actually, five minutes sila matatapos na yung coding. Pwede mo, di ba? Minsan ganun yung ano natin, excuse natin eh. And hindi lang doon, sa maraming bagay, sa work, di ba? May mga excuse pa tayo. Pero kay God, hindi mag-work yun. Hindi mag-work yun kasi may standard siya eh. Hindi pwede pagdating ng heaven, kunyari yung judgment day na pagdating ng heaven, Bigyan na Lord, di ba? Loving kiss. You know. You know, balik mo muna ako sa earth and accept kita. Di ba? Hindi pwede yun. Too late now when we're dead. Hindi mo na pwedeng mag, 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 ano, maging sip-sip ka kay Lord. Lord, you know, Lord, di ba? Hindi mag-work yun. Once you're dead, that's it. There's judgment. Kaya nga, he seeks followers. Tinan mo sinabi ni Paul. For indeed, Circumcision is of value if you practice the law. Kasi for them, they, they're working around it. Na, okay, sige, sige, sabihin natin may judgment day, Paul. Okay, sabihin natin may standard siya. Pero, pero diba, we, we did this suffering already. We circumcised ourselves. Di dapat okay kami. Sabi ni Paul, no, 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 no. Don't make excuses na. If you are circumcised, it's okay, it's a good value. But if you are a transgressor of the, transgressor of the law, it means na say nagdi-disobey ka, value wala yung circumcision mo. Kasi yung circumcision, yun yung ginawang sign ni God kay Abraham. Now when you do this, you are my people. So lahat ng Jewish people, circumcised sila at a certain age, at a certain time pala, they were circumcised to signify na, oh, I am part of God's family. So ginagamit na nilang reason yan. Oh, di ba circumcised ako? Okay na siguro yan. So may work around ako doon sa mga kamaliang. Kasi sinasabi ni Paul, walang work around sa kamaliang mo. So if the uncircumcised, in fact, yung mga hindi pa circumcised, they keep the requirements of the law, will not the uncircumcision be regarded as circumcision? In other words, mas tama pa sila in the eyes of God kaysa sa inyo. Na kayo, circumcised kayo. Feeling nyo, children kayo, family kayo ni God. Mas family pa sila ni God kasi sila, they follow the Lord. And he who is physically circumcised, if he keeps the law, if you do that, will he not judge you though having the letter of the law and circumcision are a transgression of the law? Meaning to say, yung ibang mga Jewish people na na-circumcise, sila mismo alam nila na yung ginagawa mo hindi okay. Alam mo, hindi lang tayo yung nakakaalam na may mali tayong ginagawa. Alam din ng ibang tao yan. Kaya nga, we need to be salt and light to the world eh. Feeling kasi natin, yung actions natin, tayo lang yung, tayo lang yung naapektuhan. Hindi, naapektuhan pamilya mo. Naapektuhan yung mga kamag-anak mo. Naapektuhan yung mga kaibigan mo. Naapektuhan yung office mates mo, classmates mo. May consequence yan. And then look at the next part. For he is not a Jew who is one outwardly. Yung nation na Jewish, yung pinili niya si Abraham, hindi dahil may outward obedience siya. It's not just the outward. Nor is circumcision that which is outward in the flesh. Hindi yung outward yung tinitingnan una ni Lord. Ang tinitingnan niya is inward. Kasi pag may pagbabago sa loob, automatic magbabago yung labas. Pag may change of heart ka, magbabago din yung actions mo. Circumcision is which is of the heart. Yun ang ibig sabihin ng follower, na follower ka ni Christ. You are changed, circumcised heart, change of heart by the Spirit. His praise is not from men, but from God. Kaya nga sa Deuteronomy, oh, alam mo yung center, central theme ng Deuteronomy, the book of Deuteronomy, kung gusto malaman, central theme ng book of Deuteronomy, love the Lord your God with all your heart, heart mind, soul, and strength. Yun ang gusto ni Lord. Sa Jewish people, sa non-Jewish people, sa lahat ng sinagsasabing Christian sila, gusto ni God, mahalin natin siya ng buong puso natin. Moreover, the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your descendants to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, so that you may live. And hindi lang yun, tinan mo kay David. Nung kausap ni God si Samuel, does the Lord have as much delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices? As in obeying the voice of the Lord, behold, ano yung, ano yung gusto ni Lord to obey is better than what? Sacrifice. And to pay attention is better than fat of rams. But the obedience should come from the heart. Now the question is, are you really a follower of Jesus? Are you really a follower of Jesus? Yung sa puso ah. Kasi kaya mahirap ang obedience. Di ba minsan ang hirap mag-obey? Of course, lahat tayo nagsistruggle. Pero here's the secret. If you're a genuine follower of Jesus, 
mas malaki ang chance and mas, hindi lang mas malaki ang chance God will help you obey ang dami mga tao they go to church pero magulo yung family nila kasi nangaliwa sila ng, nangaliwa sila may kabit sila pero pumunta ng church may mga tao pumunta ng church pero hindi marunong magpatawad may mga tao pumunta, pumunta ng church pero nandadaya hindi nagpapay ng right taxes may mga tao maten ng d-group ginagawa to. I mean lahat tayo guilty eh Kaya nga ang gusto ni God, magbago sa heart. Kasi once magbago sa heart, unti-unting nagbabago yung mga actions natin. Some people naman, they don't work around. Kunyari, alam na nila na may judgment, may standard si God. Some people, ang problem nila ito. Our problem is that we feel that God is not good because He is punishing us for our sins. Yung iba naman, nagagalit na kay Lord. Bakit mo ako pinapunish, Lord? Bakit may consequence? Bakit may hell? Ayoko na. Hindi na kita follow. May mga twisted mindset nila. Ay, baka hindi naman talaga totoo si Lord. Bakit? Kasi ayoko ng hell. Alam mo, na-realize ko in this world, the reason why a lot of people don't believe in God, it's not because hindi nila alam that God is loving. Kaya ayaw nila maniwala kay Lord. Kasi ayaw nilang gawin yung pinapagawa ni God. Kaya maraming tao, mas ayaw nilang, ayaw, ayaw ko seryosoin si Lord. Bakit? Kasi inisip lang, pag seryoso ko si Lord, you mean to say, hindi na pwedeng mga liwa, hindi na pwedeng mag, mag premarital sex, hindi na pwedeng, hindi, ko dapat, hindi dapat ako nalalasing, or ginagawa itong mga to, hindi dapat ako nagda-drugs, hindi dapat ako nananakit ng kapwa, hindi dapat ako nag-cheat sa taxes. May maraming ganon. And sa totoo, yun talaga yung sinasabi ni God, if you love me, you will follow me. It doesn't mean na magiging perfect tayo, but unti-unti tayong nagbabago and binabago ni Lord. Kaya yung ibang tao, nagagalit na sila. Or kung hindi nagagalit, wala na sila pakilam sa church. Wala na sila pakilam kay God. Kaya nga si Paul, Yun din yung sinabi niya kasi ibang tao, may mga excuses pa. Alam mo yung mga excuses nila? Tinan to. Medyo mahirap intindihin yung passage pero pag binasa mo, alam mo na pinapatamaan yung ni Paul, yung mga Jewish people na maraming excuses. Alam mo yung mga excuses nila? Ah, ganun pala yung sinasabi ni Paul. So what advantage does the Jew have? Or what is the benefit of circumcision? So wala na lang pala kami. Bali, wala lang pala kami, Paul. Eh. So wala na, hindi na kami mahal ni Lord. Great in every respect. Sabi niya, okay maging Jew, okay yung circumcision. Kasi sinabi ni God yan, First, that they were entrusted with the actual words of God. In fact, kaya nakilala ng world si Jesus because ng galing sa Jewish nation yon. Yun na sinasabi ni Paul. What then, sabi niya, if some did not believe, their unbelief will not, will not nullify the faithfulness of God, will it? Alam mo sinasabi ni Paul dito? So yung iba, itong reason nila. Eh paano pag may tao, hindi naniwala kay Lord? Eh di wala na pala, hindi pala faithful si God. Ay wala, hindi pala faithful talaga si Lord. May mga silang argument kasi mga pilosopo to eh. You have to understand, nang galing sila sa culture ng Greeks. Kilala niyo sila Plato, Aristotle. Di ba yung mga ganon? Yung mga mahiling magdebate. Meron silang mga philosophers. Gaya. Meron silang ina-idolize sa philosoph- philosophers. And during that, that time, uso yung tatayo ka sa isang platform at magsasalita ka. At biglang may makikinig sa'yo. Huwag mong gawin yan dito, okay? Pag ginawa mo yan sa mall, kukunin ka ng guard, okay? Pero yung time na yon, tatayo ka sa platform. Guys, I have a revelation. I'm gonna teach you a new thing. So lahat ng tao, hey, what's that new thing? Uso sa kanila new thing. So they, philosoph- may, medyo philosopho sila. Kunyari may sinabi si Paul, sabi ika-counter nila. Ha? So inuunahan na ni Paul yung counter-argument nila. Kasi isa sa counter-argument nila ito eh. If some did not believe, their unbelief will nullify. Hindi na faithful si Gandhi. It's still your responsibility if you don't believe. But God is still faithful no matter what. Hindi lang yun, tinan mo yung mga mindset nila. But if our unrighteousness, ito pakinggan nyo, pakinggan nyo, kasi <coughs> nakakatawa yung mindset ng mga some Jewish people eh. Tinan mo yung sabi ng some Jewish people ah. If our unrighteousness demonstrates the righteousness of God, what shall we say? The God who inflicts wrath is not unrighteous, is He? O explain ko ah. Yung iba sa kanila, sinasabi nila, o yung palapol eh. Dahil sa kasalanan namin, naha-highlight yung righteousness ni God. So bakit niya kami kailangan parusahan? Kasi na-highlight na nga yung righteousness niya, di ba? So kung na-highlight niya yung righteousness niya, bakit pa niya kami paparusahan kung nakita ng ibang tao yung righteousness niya dahil sa unrighteousness namin? I guess you ba? Medyo magulo, no? Pero ganun kasi sila mag-isip. Ganun sila mag-isip na feeling nila, oh, na-highlight ka, Lord, ah, sa kabaitan, sa kasamaan ko, ah. So, dapat hindi mo parusahan kasi pag pinurusahan mo ko, ikaw yung unrighteous ngayon. Alabo na pag-iisip nila. Sabi ni Paul dito, may it never be. Bakit kayo ganyan mag-isip? For otherwise, kung hindi siya magpapanish, how will he judge the world? O para explain pa further kung paano sila mag-isip. Yung iba sa kanila, hindi lahat. 
Ito pa. But if through my lie, kasi alam, umaamin yung iba, oh, sige, nagsisinungaling kami, Paul. Through my lie, the truth of God abounded to His glory. Hindi ba okay yon? na dahil nagsinungaling ako, nakita ng mga tao na sinungaling ako, at na-highlight yung truth ni God, why am I also being judged as a sinner? And why not say, as we are slanderously reported and as some claim that we say, let us do evil that good may come. Ang weird ng mindset, no? Sinasabi nila, gagawa na lang ako ng kasamaan kasi habang ginagawa ko yung kasamaan, na-highlight yung goodness ni God and yung mga tao may kita yun, dapat matuwa si God sa akin. Ang labo talaga. Nung binabasa ko, sabi ko, bakit ganyan sila mag-isip? But you know what? Maybe hindi tayo ganyan mag-isip ngayon. Pero meron tayong mga mindset na pag inisip mo talaga at binasa mo yung Bible, medyo malabo. Medyo malabo talaga. Dumadami na ngayon ang mga perspective, ang mga belief system na ang labo-labo. Pagdating sa murder, pagdating sa sex, pagdating sa preferences mo sa relationship, ang labo na mag-isip ng mga tao. Alam mo kung bakit ganon? kasi mahilig tayong pilitin yung gusto natin na ayaw ni Lord. Kaya sinasabi ni Paul, hindi mag-work yan. Your condemnation is just if lagi kang nagme-make ng excuse. Yung ibang tao narinig ko ang excuse nila, well, for me, I think pupunta naman ng heaven. Bakit loving ako eh? And that, yan, I think, is the number one mindset right now with a lot of young people. I'm in the youth ministry. I, I'm, I'm pastoring our Elevate ministry. And I hear that most of the time from a lot of young people na hindi umatin ng Elevate ha, pero yung may kita mo online. Kasi may kita mo yun sa celebrity eh. I don't care about church. I don't care about God. Basta, I'm loving. I accept everyone whatever your preference is. Sounds familiar, di ba? That's a crazy mindset. Kasi si God ang may standard. Si God ang just. Ang sinasabi nila, ako ang magja-judge sa sarili ko. Hindi ko kailangan si God. Hindi nila sinasabi directly yun. Pero by saying na I'm okay, I love people, I think I'm good, yan ang nangyayari ngayon. Feeling nila, sila ang judge ng buhay nila, hindi si God. It's the same crazy mindset that these Jewish people are thinking. Kaya nga, sabi ni Paul at the end of everything, What then? Are we better than they? No, not at all. Because lahat tayo, Jews, tayo, Gentiles tayo, hindi tayo Hudyo eh. Greeks are all under sin. Sabi mo sa katabi mo, tap mo shoulder ng katabi mo, makasalanan ako. Yan, yeah. <laughs> hindi siya. <laughs> makasalanan ako. Pwede mo na sabihin, gusto mo sabihin sa kanya, makasalanan ka. Lahat tayo. Lahat tayo, Guilty. Lahat tayo, we deserve the wrath of God. But like what I said, buti na lang may grace si God. Pero bago tayo magpatuloy dun sa grace ni God, I want you to hear this testimony of one of our full-time workers here at CCF. So let's all welcome Attorney Rach Gutierrez. Growing up, I attached my self-worth to my achievements and reputation as the ideal student and daughter with an unconscious belief that unless I was successful in everything I did, my parents would not love me, nor would I love myself. I was showered with affirmation for being a religious, dutiful daughter who had a level head and faced a bright future. Slowly, the knowledge that I had grown up properly and that I was an example to follow by other people became a source of pride and self-righteousness. By the time I entered college, I saw myself as a successful, rule-abiding citizen and daughter who could get anything I wanted as long as I worked hard enough and did things by the book. I looked down on friends, classmates, and anyone else who would struggle in life, in class, or have difficulties in their relationships with their families or peers. To me, they fell short of what a person should be. And I would lecture my friends about how they should live their lives, basically like me. Towards the end of my first year of college, all my most valued possessions got swindled. During this time, my college friends and several classmates confronted me separately, telling me that they had grown to dislike me because of my judgmental, harsh, and self-righteous attitude. 
These back-to-back incidents caused me to fall into depression as I became embarrassed about myself. Around 2008, my family began to attend Christ Commission Fellowship and an Elevate camp was about to take place. Without any questions, my parents agreed to let me attend the four-day college retreat. I questioned why God would allow these things to happen when I had done everything according to the rules and I needed answers. I wanted to find God and where else was the best way to start looking than in a church retreat. At the retreat, the speaker spoke about the father's love through the story of the prodigal son and explained how our sinful nature is our biggest problem. Romans 2, 8-9 says, But for those who are self-seeking and who reject the truth and follow evil, there will be wrath and anger. There will be trouble and distress for every human being who does evil, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. In that story, I was the sinner and prodigal child. I had spent my whole life focused on myself, my reputation, my plans, my possessions, and everything in my life that I thought would bring me happiness. I found myself in tears as I realized that I was far from being the perfect daughter and friend that I believed I was. Knowing the truth, I finally understood who I was. I was a sinner. Even if I lived by the rules, met the expectations of my parents and of society, there was nothing I could do to win God's approval nor be entitled to His blessings. That very night, by faith, I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. At the end of that camp, I decided to get myself baptized and commit to following Jesus for the rest of my life. The many years I have spent following Jesus have not been easy, as God kept asking me to give up one thing after the next. More of Him, less of me. Dedicate my life to Jesus and let Him take the lead in my life. As a student, God also asked me to give up building my resume by serving in the campus ministry as a student volunteer. God then asked me to give up my dream of a simple, uncomplicated 8-to-5 job, become a lawyer, and work for a growing law firm. Just when I thought God could not ask anything else from me, He did. In the end of 2021, just as I was rising within the ranks and building my name as a legal professional, God asked me to leave our law firm and work full-time for CCF's legal department. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. Last April 19, 2022, I celebrated my 14th birthday as a follower of Jesus Christ. Through all these years, God blessed me with His peace, joy, and contentment as following His will became my priority. The overflow from academic excellence, commendations, or the regard and admiration from people are His sweet bonuses. I was also privileged to mentor younger lawyers and bless even my bosses by modeling Christ-likeness in the workplace during the time God called me to work in a law firm. I am also being discipled by a couple who help keep me aligned to God's priorities and am currently discipling a group of women who have the heart and desire to dedicate their lives to the Lord wherever they are in the marketplace. Despite my past as a self-absorbed and judgmental person, God allowed me to restore my friendships with my friends from university, and He has allowed me to gain new friends, brothers, and sisters in Christ who have spurred me to pursue Christ-likeness and who remind me that my value is not in the work of my hands, but in my identity in Jesus. 
I'm Rachel Ann Gutierrez, once defined by the world, now finding my value in the sacrifice of Jesus and the privileged servant of the Almighty God. To God be all the glory and praise. Thank you, Rach, for that wonderful sharing. Why don't we pray for her? Pray not, then let's all pray. Lord, thank you so much for that story. Now, of course, before she was thinking, okay naman siya, ang dami niya success in life, mukhang mabait naman, okay naman ginagawa niya. But then she realized na kahit anong kabaitan here on earth, Lord, she needs you. She needs your grace. Thank you for allowing her to experience your grace. And please bless her. Bless the work of her hands. But I pray na maraming pang mabless na young women and even other people because of her life. And thank you for our time together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Rach. Palakpakan natin ulit. So again, we're at our tail end. Kuklose na tayo in a while. We are guilty. Lahat tayo guilty. Kaya nga yung last part natin, we need the mercy seat. Kasi just like yung story ni Attorney Rich na ang dami kasing taong ganun ngayon eh. Mabait naman ako, ang dami ko naman ginawang okay. Effective naman ako sa career ko. Binibase nila yung okay pagdating sa career o pagdating sa success nila sa life. But then eventually ma-realize mo, kulang yun eh. Kaya kailangan natin yung grace ni God. Kaya nga, look at this ha. Tinan mo, the grace of God is always available Doon tayo maliligtas sa grace niya, hindi dahil mabait tayo, hindi dahil sa standard natin. Kasi yung standard ni God, hindi tayo papasa eh. Lahat tayo makasalanan eh. Lahat tayo nagkamali. And in fact, kahit na mag-try tayo na to obey all of those things, hindi natin kaya yun. On a daily basis, we need His grace and His mercy. Kaya nga sabi sa Ephesians 2 verse 8 to 9, By grace you have been saved dahil sa grasya ni Lord. Siya na nga yun, judge. Magdideclare na siya ng guilty. Pero sabi niya, no. I love this person. I want to show grace to this person. Through faith, not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not a result of work so that no one can boast. Hindi natin pwede pagmayabang. Ang galing ng ginawa ko, maaten daw sa ganitong church, maaten daw sa maraming d-group, small group leader ako, hindi yan ang basis ng salvation. It's really by His grace. And kaya nga, He, God the Father, made Him, Jesus, who knew no sin, wala siyang kasalanan ha, to be sin on our behalf. Siya yung nagbayad ng kasalanan so that we might become the righteousness of God, magiging right tayo before God. And hindi lang yun ang nagagawa ng grace ni God. The grace of God, sobrang gusto ko itong passage. Ito, basahin natin ito. The grace of God dumating, has appeared. Ano yung nangyayari sa grace ni God? Ano yung nagagawa ng grace ni God? It brings what? Salvation. We are saved by grace. Hindi lang salvation ang nabibring ng, ng grace ni God. It's instructing us to nag-o-obey tayo dahil sa grace ni God. Yung life na nagbago nung sa, sa life ni Rach, and I know some of you have stories in your life na binago kayo ni Lord, grace ni God yon. Na kung dati hindi mo ma-imagine na gagawin mo to na magiging ganun, ka ka, ganun mo kamahal si Lord. Grace ni God yun. Kasi yung grace ni God, it will instruct us to deny ungodliness, worldly desires, and to live sensibly, righteously, and in a godly manner in the present age. We deserve the wrath of God. We deserve the judgment na, sorry, you cannot enter heaven. But I'm so grateful na si ginawa ni Jesus sa cross, and because He has given me faith to believe in Him, I'm going to heaven. And not just that, He's gonna bless me here on earth. Kaya nga, once you truly appreciate the grace of God, pag talagang na-appreciate mo, at alam mo yung pagmamahal niya sa'yo, alam, yung, alam mong kaya kanyang baguhin, at kahit nagrabi na yung kasamaan na ginawa mo in the past, kaya ka pa rin yung tanggapin at baguhin, babago ka eh. It will transform your life. And you will become righteous. Magiging right ka before Him. And eventually, when you are in front of Him, he will say, Anak, you are not guilty. Now I pray that all of us will hear that one day from our Savior. Can we bow our heads? I want to pray for you. I want to pray for two specific groups of people here ngayong araw na ito. Even those na nakikinig. Some of you, first group of people na I want to pray for, wala ka pang relationship kay Jesus. Alam mo nang guilty ka. Alam mo nang may mga ginagawa ka hindi tama kay Lord. And alam mo ngayon, kung honest ka lang sarili mo, alam mo hindi ka pupunta ng langit. But God is speaking to you right now. He's telling you that He loves you. He's offering His grace. And all that He's asking you to do right now is repent, to believe in Him, to love Him, to trust Him with your heart. 
If you're that person, manalangin ka. Say something like this to the Lord. Jesus, I'm sorry sa lahat ng kasalanan ko. I'm guilty, Lord. And I want to repent. Ngayon pong araw na to, tinatanggap kita, Jesus, bilang aking Panginoon at tagapagligtas. And ngayon po, nagkukumit ako to love you with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. And for the second group of people that I want to pray, Lord, ang dami sa amin dito, kilala ka na namin, may relationship kami sa inyo, pero somehow, may mga bagay kami na hindi sinusurrender sa inyo. May mga bagay kami na parang, it doesn't show that we love you. Please forgive us. Please help us remember kung gaano kayo ka-gracious sa amin. Para dahil sa grace na yan, lalo kaming maging katulad mo, lalo kaming magbago, at lalo ka naming i-honor sa buhay namin. Salamat sa mensahe na ito. We love you, we praise you, and honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you all.